Hi, this is Jerry Wicker of the Savvy Beach Bums Podcast, and you are listening to Tell Me Your Story with my good friend Keisha B., a positive and uplifting member of the Inspire Network of Independent Podcasters. Prepare to be inspired. Welcome to Tell Me Your Story podcast, a podcast about real life stories from everyday people. Each episode, we dive into intriguing stories from all over the world. Now here's your host, Keisha B. Hey, storytellers, I have another story for you. But before we get into the story, I just want to dedicate this episode to a dear family member, and you know him as Congressman Elijah Cummings, who passed away just recently, and he is being laid to rest today. So I would like to dedicate this episode to him and his legacy we definitely lost a giant. Now on to who we have uh, interviewing today. We have Rachel and Rachel, tell me your story. Hey guys, my name is Rachel Alice and I am a quarter life crisis survivor. So around 28 years old, I'm now 32, At 28 years old, I, ha- I was feeling pretty miserable with my life, but on the surface, it was pretty rosy. I was in a nice relationship with a decent guy. I just completed my master's degree alongside a thriving career. I had a good network of friends and I was doing pretty well. But for some reason, I wasn't really vibing with my current reality. I was feeling locked in in certain areas of my life where I was just frustrated I wasn't really kind of feeling it anymore. I felt like life was an autopilot. And then there were some areas of my life where I was just feeling completely locked out. The things I really wanted for myself were just not coming in. Coupled with the added pressure to meet certain key life milestones that were expected from us during our 20s and 30s, I felt like I was going to have to settle. And I also felt this kind of like dissonance between what I envisaged for myself when I was 16 years old. You know, I kind of wanted really random this. I thought I was just going to be like an amazing psychologist, <laughs> have a baby, have a baby blue Bentley from the uh, Blue Cantrell video from MTV, <laughs> the MTV days. I just thought I was going to be like rolling in the dough and just have this amazing life. And um, it just didn't quite pan out like that. And it was almost that kind of realization like, oh, shit, this is it. This is what, is this it? Is this what life's about? Mm -hmm. And um, this is when I started to think, oh, gosh. And you know what? I just didn't want to settle. I didn't want the mediocre life. I didn't want to kind of just think think to myself, oh, I just got to get married. I've got to, like, just plow ahead. Everyone else is doing it. And then you've got, like, the added case of comparisonitis, a crippling disease that makes you feel like crap (laughs) where you go scrolling aimlessly on Instagram and Facebook and everyone's getting engaged. Everyone's doing this, everyone's doing that. And you just think, Oh my gosh, where am I? So yeah. And um, 
So I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. I don't want to settle. I don't want to settle just to like fit in. Um, I don't want to kind of have a mediocre life. And I, nobody wants okay, do they? Nobody wants the okay relationship, right. the okay career, the okay lifestyle. So, Rachel, mm-hmm. Rachel, before you keep going, tell our listeners what is the quarter life so that they can get a clearer picture. Yeah, so if you actually go on Google, everyone just assumes quarter life is for those straight out of college. No, quarter life is for probably around the ages of 25 to our mid-30s. That tends to be the quarter life areas. And, um, and you know, everyone thinks, oh, it's, it must be, you must be, have to be de- dead on 25 to be kind of like considered quarter life. But we live, we live to an older age now. And... I think when we're we're growing growing up, and we have our parents who probably settled down a lot earlier than us in life. Didn't, probably didn't have the same educational background as as us. We kind of shift a life, we delay our life a little bit, and then it starts getting a little bit more real, probably in our late twenties. And we tend to say that the quarter life crisis happens at around twenty seven point five years or something like that. There was a statistic. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was quite probably in time at 28 to kind of left this realization of oh you know shit things are getting real this is not I'm not feeling this anymore um where's my baby blue Bentley and it was just so obviously uh, I don't obviously don't want a baby blue Bentley now but it was hitting that point of as if to say is this it is am I where I'm supposed to be so I landed back at home um single um living with my parents watching reruns of the real housewives excessively <laughs> online shopping in my onesie because we love a onesie in the UK I don't know if you have those in the states where you we wear totally those kind do of like baby romper suits <laughs> and um, I, I was yeah and it was during this time I underwent a deep like spiritual uh, and personal development journey and um, one night I was watching X Factor um, and I was reading on my Kindle at the same time, and I came across this book called E Squared by Pamela Groot, and mm-hmm. it's all about how how energy um, um, can create our reality. And I don't know why I was suggested this book because I never had read anything remotely connected to this before. So I I, I swipe I had to read through. And I almost had like chills and goosebumps. It was almost if I was kind of like remembering something. And then I was obsessed with learning about energy, um, law of vibration, universal intelligence, law of attraction and manifestation. So I went deep into this world of trying to find out more about law of attraction, manifestation. And I ended up um, just really going into it and manifesting some really random things so one of the random manifestations just like random tax rebates uh i used i would get i had an all expenses paid trip to india i had yeah i just had really random things happen to me and it's almost that initial energetic shift because if you don't know what manifestation is it's when something that we once thought or imagined is it comes into our reality via 
like things like the law of attraction and so forth. And so I mastered this process and just started just being an epic flow and just having really great things come my way. And it was incredible. And I just knew it, it, it worked. And I was just, yeah, it was just an amazing thing to be able to do. Well, so I, yeah. to- I totally believe in the secret. And that's what it sounds mm. like you're describing to me. Um, just a really short, um, insert here. I didn't, when I first found out about the secret and law Mm. of attraction and stuff like that, I reverted way back to a childhood memory that I had. And, and this is how I knew that it was real and it was powerful and that Uh. it made sense. Um, I, I remember I was in a high school or so, or not a high school, but I was in a elementary school and you had to get picked to, to, to get, you know, this balloon. And if, you know, someone uh-huh. found your balloon in the, and called the school, you would get a prize. So I wished and wished and wished. And I said, oh my gosh, I have to get this balloon and boom, yeah. it just happened. And yeah. I said, oh my God, I was practicing the secret all those years ago yes and no the secret did an amazing thing in uh, of popularizing law of attraction but interestingly enough the secret does kind of ignore a few things that are kind of the secret source to manifesting Mm -hmm. and so when i wanted to call in the bigger things like i want a dream job where i travel i want my soulmate and so forth i found it became a little bit t- more difficult to do so. So I did went back in and I did loads more research and I found, I stumbled across this concept and I had my ha moment and I found that it was all to do with the power of our subconscious mind. And I don't know if you know quite a lot about the subconscious mind, but we have two minds. We have a conscious and a subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And our co- conscious mind, we're constantly in it. It's very analytical, very logical, um, it's um, kind of it's kind of like um, how can I put it very intelligent. However, we have also have our subconscious mind, and our subconscious mind um, is more kind of the it's more powerful. It's it's how can I put this? It's ninety five percent of our behaviors are governed from our subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And our conscious mind only governs 5% of our behaviors, bodily functions, and so forth. And we are so aware of operating within our, our conscious mind that we fail to forget what's going on underneath our subconscious mind. It's a little bit like an iceberg mm-hmm. metaphor. Your conscious mind is only on the surface, why underneath you have this huge part of you that you aren't even tapping into or you're aware of yet. And our conscious mind gives our subconscious mind the orders and the subconscious mind is a loyal servant, it obeys. And what's interesting, up until seven years old, usually between our conscious and our subconscious mind, we have what's called like a critical factor. Basically, it's almost like a bullshit uh, filter. So Mm -hmm. if somebody says you were X, Y and Z and you just don't listen to it and go, shut up, that's just silly. uh, It won't go into our subconscious mind. And our subconscious mind is this amazing machine that obeys these orders and it will basically, whatever is impressed on the subconscious mind, it will reflect into kind of our reality. So before the age of seven, we have no critical factor. So whatever we hear from our peers, our friends, authority figures, um, anything 
anything that we hear or see or we see going on goes straight into our subconscious mind and it's only till after seven years old that we build up this kind of um filter between our conscious and our subconscious that we stop taking things on as given and we stop we, we kind of process things and we kind of say you know that's I don't I'm not going to believe that I'm not going to rationalize that and it doesn't go into our subconscious and if you think about it sometimes we have these deep-rooted subconscious beliefs that we're not even aware of and if most of your mind is governed by the subconscious 95% of your mind then that is going to pretty much be impressed on your reality. So, and um, let me just backtrack in terms of law of attraction and so forth. But with law of attraction, it's this notion that like attracts like, or, or and law of vibration is this notion that we're all energetic beings, we're all made of energy, and we're all vibrating at different rates. And a lot of people who start off with the law of um, attraction, law of vibration, know that they've got to, Obviously, to achieve their desires, achieve their goals, you've got to be of an energetic match to these desires and goals. Mm-hmm. So they start doing all the visualization, they start getting high vibe, they start doing, obviously, tapping into, you know, just high vibe things that make them feel joyful and everything to try and match the same kind of feelings you would have if you had these desires. It's almost of, of acting as if, act as if you already have your desires and it will come to you. I wasn't manifesting as well as for the other things that have come into my life. And so I went back and did more research and I had my aha moment when I realized that there is more to us than just, you know, there's more power and there's more kind of more to our mind than what we think about what we think. And the actual secret source, what I found to manifesting is the power of our subconscious mind. So for example, we have two minds. We have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. And our conscious mind, we, we are very aware of operating in our conscious mind. It's very logical, very analytical. And then underneath the surf, like the surface deep, deep down, we have what's called our subconscious mind. And our subconscious mind is a super powerful computer and it is responsible for 95% of our behavior, bodily functions, and so forth, whereas the conscious mind is only responsible for 5%. So what I made sense of this and what when I had my moment was, I'm sure with law of attraction, I'll go back to that, but law of attraction is this concept when like attracts like, and law of attraction is triggered by the universal law, law of vibration. And the law of vibration states that we, ha- we are all energetic beings. Everything is made up of energy, everything around us, including your phone, your earphones, the trees, whatever. It's all made up of energy, including us. And we vibrate at a certain frequency based on our thoughts, feelings, emotions. And so whenever people read about the law of attraction, they read about this they tend to be told, okay, if you want to bring your desires into your life, you've got to match that same energetic frequency as your desires. 
So you've got to act as if you already have those desires by already tapping into the feelings of already having them. So if you wanted to manifest your soulmate or whatever, how would you feel? Well, you feel joyful, excited, so forth. If you had your own business, you feel expansive and you have to tap into those feelings by doing something that kind of makes you have those sorts of feelings. So everybody runs off trying to be positive, trying to be super happy all the time and trying to be joyful. And what's occurring is that we're only, uh, we are, the whole being is made up of our conscious and our subconscious. And we're not aware that in order to also match the frequency, we've got to be aware of what we are on a subconscious level, how we are energetically matched in terms on a subconscious level to our desires and goals. So consciously, we're all that high vibe and so forth. But in relation to that goal, like, oh, I want to bring in more money into my life. And if I had more money, I'd feel like this, I'd act like this and so forth. But subconsciously, you don't know how you are feeling your emotions or your thoughts in relation to, to money. So for example, consciously, I might want more money, my desire is to have more money into my life. And I want to manifest that. But subconsciously, I might associate money with hard work. Money doesn't grow on trees. Money is evil. And these are subconscious beliefs that I have developed over my lifetime. And in particular, before the age of seven years old, we have no critical filter factor between our conscious and our subconscious mind. We have kind of like no bullshit fit filter. So whatever anything says, whatever anybody says to us goes straight into our subconscious before the age of seven years old. So if you were told money doesn't grow on trees and you were told all these certain, you heard this world around you saying these things and you would take that as given and your subconscious mind being that super powerful um, computer and the subconscious mind obeys whatever goes into it, then your reality will reflect that. And it's quite after seven years old and after your critical factors formed, after you got your kind of guardsman between your conscious and your subconscious, you got, you've got that kind of, if somebody said something to you, you kind of filter it and you'll kind of make sense of it and either accept it or not accept it. And then if you accepted it, it would go into your subconscious and form a truth. Or if you didn't accept it, you wouldn't, it wouldn't go in there. So, so the you're, oh, I'm sorry. So you're saying that, if I believe that, you know, I can make more money and, you know, I stay positive, that in our unsubconscious mind, it will relay that information? So what if you if you want if you want money on a conscious level and subconsciously you also feel worthy of money, you've got all the right kind of beliefs about money, then yes, you'll manifest money into your life. But if subconsciously you've got limiting beliefs around money that you have. So say, for example, you, you want to manifest more money, but you've got all the limiting beliefs that it's, 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 um, it doesn't grow on trees. Your parents told you that you've got to work hard for money. You saw your parents going to work and, and working hard for money. Then you've got those inner subconscious thoughts, beliefs, and emotions that are rooted there and that have more of an impact on your behaviors and so forth. And therefore, you, you'll, you're more likely to struggle to manifest it. You get what I mean? Yes, I do. So say, for example, you want to find your soulmate, um, but you might associate love with pain or you've got these limiting, because you might have seen like failed relationships in, in, in your childhood and so forth. And you might, your reality might show that coming through. 
So your subconscious gotcha. mind is super powerful. And the only way in which you can, so you might have all these limiting beliefs that have been ingrained throughout your life. And you don't even realize it, but you can reprogram your subconscious. So if you want, like I said, you've got your conscious and your subconscious have got to be aligned. And then once you've aligned your subconscious and your conscious, then you're going to manifest, you're going, or you're going to attract these amazing things into your life. And probably one of the biggest limiting beliefs, especially with women in our, our ages, is, and probably men as well, is this concept of lack of self-worth. And you might feel like, you don't des- like you're not worthy of certain desires and not worthy of these certain goals. And like attracts like, doesn't it? Law of attraction. If you don't feel worthy for certain things, you're going to attract things of equal worth into your reality. Then once you start to feel really worthy and, you know, you, you, you feel worthy of certain things and you'll attract things of a higher worth into your reality as well. And um, Under- Understandable. Yeah. And so once I started to pinpoint this, I started to reprogram my subconscious mind through things like repetition, self-hypnosis, through different things like proper hypnotherapy and so forth. And things started to change a lot more for me. So since then, my life is a lot more different. I landed, you know, I've moved to Thailand in Bangkok. I've been able to travel extensively. Last year alone, I traveled to some, well, last year alone, I went to like South Africa. I've been to New Zealand, Hong Kong, all around Thailand, Singapore, I've, do, I've done quite a lot of traveling and it's what I, this is what was aligned with what I wanted to do. And I've also met my soulmate. Um, I've also started to tap into my purpose and I don't have to worry about money anymore. I don't have to think, you know, when you're looking at your online bank account, you're at the ATM and just think, oh my God, how much is in my account? And then you, so it's not too, <laughs> it's not too, you know, it's, it's none of that situation anymore. And I do really believe that a lot of like the secrets amazing. And yes, you do have to be an energetic vibration, but you've got to think as well as a whole being, we energy, we vibrate on a conscious and subconscious level. So we've got to find out what's going on in our subconscious. But if we don't, but what's really good about it is we don't have to find out everything that's going on because we can just reprogram it. And um, we can do that, obviously, as I just said, in various different ways. How do you suggest that one reprograms their mind to think differently? So one really good actionable thing that you can actually start doing today is what's called affirmations, or you might know them as mantras. And an affirmation is just like a positive statement that you can say, uh, repeat, you know, like five times a day. And you can go and repeat this five times a day and it will enter your subconscious. The subconscious, if you want to bypass the subconscious, it's through repetition, hypnosis, visualization, emotion, all go through the subconscious and you can do it that way. So you could say these affirmations whilst visualizing a particular goal. You could say these affirmations with music on to get the emotion because the subconscious is quite, it likes visual, it likes imagery, images, it's quite sensory. And that's a really great way to do it. Probably the most effective way is through like self-hypnosis. And that the reason being is because hypnosis isn't what we think. It isn't the kind of Hollywood hypnosis where people go on stage and they're made to walk like a 
monkey and stuff or bark like a dog it's nothing like that and what hypnosis is it's just this deep state of relaxation and it helps to open the doorway to subconscious mind and then we can plant empowering truths and reprogram to think differently and uh, but if you wanted to do something straight away today i definitely recommend affirmations they're easy to do you could just either do it in the morning or night because as well if we want to penetrate our subconscious um theta brainwave state is a really good brainwave state to enter our subconscious and at night in the morning we're most likely to be in those brainwave states so when once you wake up in the morning just say to yourself like uh, you know and try and say is in the present tense because the subconscious only works in the present tense so say like i am you can say like if you want i am a money magnet and so you speak in the present tense the subconscious man likes metaphors so magnet and you just got to say them with emotion and they'll soon penetrate or marinate the subconscious. You have, you've built a business and um, mm. a, a following around the quarter life. Tell us a little bit more about that. So, yeah, I've built, so, so I started off to say, okay, I just wanted to help an older version of me. So whoever had who's gone through a quarter life or going through a quarter life crisis, I want to help them by showing you that, yes, mindset can help you out of this funk. Mindset can help you achieve those goals that you're about to give up on. Mindset and like, tapping into manifestation. This mixture of psychological, neuroscience-based principles and spirituality-based principles helped me to live the life that I craved and to live the life that I felt that I was going to have to turn my back on. And that's what the kind of th- what my mission is now to help other people who are going through this kind of, this notion of feeling like they're feeling trapped or not not trapped or they're not achieving certain things in life to show that it is possible through these certain ways that I I, I went through and what I found and researched and applied in my life through trial and error. And if anybody comes along into my community, um like the Facebook groups, a podcaster, et cetera. I'm always teaching different ways in which you can marinate your subconscious mind, rewire, reprogram your mind, change your mindset, really ways in which you can manifest, um, debunking myths out there out there in the online space about manifestation to come away so they, you know, they're equipped with the tools to move forward with the life and have a go at you know, when it's all for free, the power of the mind is for free, right? You can. Right. So how can people get in touch with you um, so that they can have, you know, learn more about the quarter life and um, how to reprogram their mind to get the things that they want in life? Yeah. So you can find me at the quarter life funk. My podcast is also, it's all the quarter life funk. So, um, and <laughs> so yeah, you just find me by using that name and um, be careful with how you spell funk. <laughs> 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 I have to be careful when I say it on podcasts and films, uh, like, to, you know, and stuff. <laughs> and, I'm, and also I'm publishing a book in the new year as well. And that, basically how you know what we're talking about here how to reprogram the mind and how reprogramming the mind will help you to manifest 
your certain goals into your life as well. Well, it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I really did learn a lot about the quarter life and, um, you know, how to reprogram your mind to get the things that you want in life. Um, I would love to have you on after you complete your book and it's published. Yeah. Is, is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with maybe someone who's struggling and Mm -hmm. they've been in that position where you were, is there anything that you want to say to that person right now? Yeah. I want to say to them that they're not going to be stuck where they are. They can completely change their life. They can change the story tomorrow. All they've got to do is to be to be willing to give things a go and to not stay in fear. Take action and take fearless action. And know it's like says it's easier said than done. But if you want to change your life, you've got to do the work. You've got to show up. You've got to change your mindset. You just got to go for it. And it can't you and don't give up on your dreams because and I know it's cliche you saying don't give up on your dreams, but I'm talking about it. A lot there in the online space who tap into mindset and manifestation, they will also manage to change theirs, and you can too. Rachel, thank you again for being on the podcast. And listeners, thank thank all of my storytellers out or out there who's listening. We appreciate you. We just found out today, or actually it was a couple mm. of podcasts ago, that we have listeners all over the world. I didn't even know that that was possible. <laughs> of course, I Amazing. knew it was possible. But I didn't know that this little podcast would attract so many awesome people. So I really want to say thank you again for being here. And if you want to be on the podcast, uh, or if you just want to follow us on the different platforms, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on all of them. Thank you so much for listening in. And Rachel, thank you again. Thank you for listening to Tell Me Your Story. This podcast has been brought to you by your parent company, KC Products, LLC. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Connect with us and keep the conversation going on Facebook and Instagram. If you love Tell Me Your Story, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time.